Welcome to the Save the Date Wedding Podcast with your host, Alicia McCormack. Alicia's a comedian, wife, author of Smart Wedding, who once was a closet competition enterer, winning everything from holidays to modeling contracts. I would like to reiterate the modeling contract in question that we won. Rich and I actually won a competition to be sort of models, but we're using the air quotes around the word models because Claudia Schiffer, I am not. I got into the competition entering, and I swear to God this is true, a bit by accident. I was working in a TV show, I was a writer on a TV show, and in the writer's room, you dick around a lot, there's a lot of wasting time, and then you just get in and you do your work. And I saw a competition advertised, which was a blue tack competition, where you had to make a a little uh, Ice Age 3 model, so one of the characters out of Ice Age 3, out of blue tack, and then you send the photo in, and if you... If you win, if you were one of the winners, you get a Nintendo DSi. Because I'm a big kid at heart, I'm like, I'm going to do this. And also, it's on work time. So I made the model. I'm going to put the photo up in the show notes so you can see this thing. And two months later, I receive an email saying, you've won. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. All I did was use an hour of my work time to make a small model out of Bluetack. And then one of my co-workers, Adam, went on to the website and he wanted to see all the other examples of amazing models. And as he's scrolling down, it said, <laughs> here's Harry. He's seven years old from Cronulla. And Joni, she's nine and she's from Melbourne. And here's Alicia. She's 31. <laughs> I didn't care. I got the prize. And so my competition entering obsession began. And the uh, modeling contract that my lovely voiceover lady, Cara Lee, did say, it wasn't actually modeling per se. It was for an outdoors company. And we won. Rich and I won a trip to go to Canada, for, all the way from Australia, to be models slash representatives of this company, Paddy Palin, in their winter catalogue. So we drove all the way over Banff and all these crazy places wearing um, their clothing and we were photographed and we love to bring the catalogue out at dinner parties and go, look at us, we were models once, wearing very puffy winter clothes, which is the best way to be a model. I didn't get my kid off. It was all very legit. I, we have won so many crazy things, all because I took the time to cut out the coupon or do the 25 words or less. It sort of became a little bit of a hobby and a bit of a joke with our friends and family because they were all secretly quite resentful of me winning things. But then it go, oh, I don't want to enter into anything. I never win anything anyway. And that's why I was winning, because all the people that say they never win anything never enter. So it's just me entering and winning things. Here's the moral of the story. If you see a competition, enter it, because you bet your bottom dollar you're going to win it. Now you've heard me talk about it. And who are we kidding? You're already winning, because you're listening to the Save the Date Wedding Podcast. Today's episode, I thought I'd focus, I know this time of year, a lot of people have just gotten engaged. It's engagement season, hashtag, as they say on Twitter. And I thought, what better way to start the year than to invite a wedding expert on, Julie Alba. She is the the lady behind Wedding Market. And you might have seen hashtag Wedding Market chat happening on Twitter on Wednesdays. It's hashtag Wedding Market. And it's where a lot of people, thousands and thousands of wedding vendors and experts and brides and grooms all gather to have a Twitter chat each week. It's an awesome place to meet new vendors, connect with people that might be able to introduce you to vendors. So if you've got a specific need, perhaps you can hashtag wedding market, 
while the chat's happening and people will get back to you. It's a really responsive, very friendly Twitter environment. And Julie created it. Now she has over 70,000 followers on Twitter. And her last Twitter chat that I was on and watching had over 12 and a half million hits. It's crackers. So many people jumping on board and taking in the information. What's fabulous about Julie, she's not only the expert behind Wedding Market, she's legit. She is a videographer who has had 25 years in the industry. And boy, oh gee, she's got some funny stories. And that's sort of where this interview went. We started off talking about wedding planning and what's happening and what you should do as soon as you get engaged. And then it turned into this amazing conversation about all the weird and wacky stuff Julie has seen over the years. So here is my interview with Julie Alba from Wedding Market. This time of year is such a great time of year for couples who have just gotten engaged, which is very exciting. So I thought it would be great to talk to you today a little bit about what to do when you get that ring on your finger and you decide to make this commitment. It can be pretty overwhelming. So it'd be lovely to get some of your advice and expertise on where to start when planning that big day. Well, as you know, once, uh, you know, you learn that, oh, I'm going to get married. It's so exciting. Your family's excited. And, you know, it's like, oh, I want to hurry up and get this plan. But you want to enjoy that moment and take the time to enjoy it and don't get yourself stressed out by yep. doing too many things at once. Because um, you do feel like, I know when I got engaged, I'm like, I'm going to go buy 15 wedding magazines and we're going to book a venue and we're going to do this. Blah, 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 and your head sort of explodes. And you, you do need to take that moment to go, hey, just chill out, bask in this engagement glory. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, the big mistakes that many times that brides make is they don't plan the guest list and your budget, all of that needs to be planned first. And sometimes brides get so set on, oh, I want this one venue. But you need to make sure that it fits your budget. Yes. And that, you know, you have that guest list in mind before you make that decision. Because once you make that decision on what that venue is, it takes a lot of your money. And the decisions of, of who you get may be determined on what date you set, as well as the venue that you take. So do you recommend, because I always say it's like the chicken and the egg, isn't it? When do you do you start by saying, uh, we've got probably 200 people on the list, or we've got 10 people on the list, or is it about finding a venue, or is it about saying, I've only got, or not only, that's a lot of money, I was going to say, I've only got $20,000. How do you go about deciding which decision is first? It's like a double decision, Julie. Oh, I know. I, I mean... <laughs> That was, that was meta. I just went a bit heavy on us. <laughs> I mean, I, I know everybody wants to, you know, thanks of a certain location that they want. But if you didn't have any money left for any other wedding pros or other things that you wanted, then you wouldn't be happy either. True. So, you know, you really need to think about that guest list first and your budget. And then that way you can have a complete wedding. And, you know, a lot of times brides will spend too much on one item and then they don't have anything left for the rest and then they get frustrated so, so true so true yeah i actually went for quite a we, we had a bit of a budget wedding but and my dress ended up costing 300 dollars. it was amazing off the rack find but i have friends that have gone a bit crazy and spent you know upwards of seven or eight thousand dollars on a dress which i look horses for courses if you've got eight thousand dollars to drop on a dress 
bless. But um, it is interesting to go when they get to that stage and they make that big purchase and then go, oh, my gosh, how are we going to feed these people that are coming along to see me in the dress? So I think it is very uh, valuable valuable advice that you're giving here. You should be stepping back and actually thinking about the event before purchasing all these other items. Yeah, one time I actually, as a videographer, I was at a wedding and it was a buffet. And as everybody was coming up, the food had ran out. <gasps> no. Yes. What happened? Uh, <laughs> and it was, I felt bad for the bride and groom. You yeah. know, that they had still some guests and they weren't able to eat. And it was just because, you know, the caterer said, okay, how much money are you going to spend? And then they ran out of food. <laughs> so um, what do you do? Does someone, does the groom run to Domino's? What's happening at the end of the day? <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, and that's another thing. I think, you know, maybe buffets are not always, you know, some people might get too much food as they get through the buffet line. Yes. So maybe that's not always the best choice. That's so true. You've got greedy family, you know, Uncle Bob. I always go back to greedy Uncle Bob who probably drinks too much and eats too much. He's he's taking his fair share of the buffet and then people aren't getting the getting the meal. That's a bit tragic. You know, there's always something that will come up that maybe a bride doesn't, you know, think about sometimes. So. Well, this is what, I mean, look, there's so many questions I've got to ask you because I think you would have seen it all. I have no doubt you've seen many a mistake happen at weddings from a, a vendor point of view and obviously now in your role in the social media world. What are some of the key errors that if you could go back and tell brides now and whisper to them, fix this, don't ever do this, what would you say? Well, if you're going to have an outdoor wedding, I've seen many outdoor weddings, and they're beautiful. Sure. But they're more, they're more work, uh, more work than I think sometimes brides even realize. And the reason being is you need a backup plan in case of rain. And many times, you know, brides would say, oh, yeah, I have a backup plan. Oh, yeah. I'm going to have it here. Uh, but then they didn't have a wedding planner. Uh. And then in when the rain would take place, there was no one there to actually take action to put this second plan into place. And if you are going to have an outdoor location, you do need a wedding planner. You do need that backup plan. And you need to also practice the second location at a rehearsal. Yeah. I always think it's funny that people sort of go into denial a little bit. I've sort of read and seen brides saying, well, it's never going to rain on my my day. And then some sort of hurricane or typhoon comes in because that's just, again, Murphy's Law, this stuff you can't control weather. It's impossible. Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. One of the other weddings that I uh, witnessed um, many years ago, there was a car that hit a telephone pole. Many years ago. And uh, the hotel did not have a backup generator. <gasps> and these guests, um, you know, there was no air conditioning. It was around probably July, which is one of the hottest times of the year. <laughs> and uh, they had an open bar. They had candles. So they used candles instead of lights. Oh. There was no lights. Um, they opened up the doors. The, um, the venue had to cook the food on a stove. Wow. Um, for 300 people. Amazing. And so, and they, on one stove. Great. So they've got so their four the pots food, going. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, my suggestion is, is, you know, always make sure that your, um, reception facility or so forth has a backup generator. 
Yeah. And sometimes that is not a question that's asked. I would never think to ask that. And that's a great advice. I, I also just want to go back to wedding planners. I think having talked to quite a lot of bloggers and wedding planners for the podcast now, it's really been interesting to me to find out how, well, how budget friendly it is to have a wedding planner. A lot of people hear the word wedding planner and go, Oh, it's going to cost too much money. I'd rather do it myself. But like you're saying, and, and I was speaking to, um, Charlie Beard, London Bride, the blogger in the UK, and she's also a, a wedding planner. And she said, I, I'm around to solve problems that a lot of people don't even know exist. And by solving those problems, if I wasn't there on the day, God only knows what would happen. So it's really interesting. You say that as well, that it is, it is really, um, a great idea if you can afford it and budget it well to have a wedding planner. Well, and then sometimes I think with brides, you really have to know yourself. Because in some disaster weddings that I have been a part of, <laughs> not, I mean, because they <laughs> happen, um, one bride, uh, she must have just been overwhelmed by crowds. And I'm not sure why she had a big wedding. Oh. Because um, the night before the wedding, she was in the hospital. <gasps> oh, dear. And, yeah. And um, so she was just very overwhelmed. But she had a history of this, I guess. And so I'm, you know, she didn't even show up. She came, you know, to her reception. Wow. She did go to her ceremony. So, I mean, to me, as, uh, you know, a bride, know yourself. Oh. You know, if you have a tendency to fate um, or you have a fear of crowds, don't let your uh, family or friends push you into something that's really it's not going to work. Mm. Um, you know, I felt so bad for this bride who did not show up at her wedding and her groom was going around to, you know, all, you know, the reception and, uh, you know, trying to make it still a family yeah. event, even oh, though. The poor you know, guy. What, I mean, yeah. that's a lot of pressure for him as well to go, oh, I'm going to go and run this party that we've organized on our own without you. That's hardcore. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So, I mean, you know, just know yourself. Yeah. You know, you know, um, you know, I had another bride who had, would fate. She faded at another wedding that I had done. And then she had her own wedding and she faded again. So you were ready. So, you go, this is the fainting lady. Get ready. She's possibly going to faint at her own wedding. <laughs> yeah. She hit her head on the back of the oh, floor. No. It's just one of those things you got to know yourself. And <laughs> I might rename this episode "Wedding Disasters" with Julie Alba. <laughs> <laughs> you do that many weddings over the years. You 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 remember all those, you know, times. You know when those things happen. So. Oh, I love it, and it's also it's great to hear because I think also we see are now on Pinterest and all the wedding blogs. They're beautiful to look at, and they're very. Uh, well, I suppose a lot of them are very curated. But what's great to talk to someone like you and to hear these stories is that. Stuff happens. It's life. Reality is that, you know, stuff goes down and we have to fix it. What's the average planning time for weddings now? Well, you know, it's funny because when you go across the country at different places, it's different. Mm. And what I'm noticing is that the planning time has gotten smaller. Really? Uh, compared to what it was in the 90s. In the 90s, you would almost plan a year, and now it seems to be between six to nine months for most couples. Interesting. That's quite quick, and especially with the turnaround of having to find a venue as well, because a lot of venues are booked solid, aren't they, In the, into 
well, often into a year's time. And same with dressmakers as well. Yeah. Um, one of the things I think some of the brides are struggling with is um, probably the dress. Mm. Because some dresses, if you need to custom, you know, make an order, it can take six months to get yeah. that dress. So, they, you know, a lot of brides don't realize they really need to make sure they plan on shopping for that dress and make sure they have plenty of time in case there's any problems getting that dress in. Very good advice because it is, it is something I think a lot of women especially just have no idea when they come to the, going to the first fitting and hear that hear that sort of message going oh no you know we've got to order it and then it goes away and then we come back and we do another fitting and it's quite a long process for those sort of couture gowns a lot of wedding planning is online now which is incredibly convenient for couples who do you suggest to follow and and get information from when planning their weddings well i think uh, i mean there's a lot of good blogs and so forth out there but one of my big um, things is buying local you know if you know, you have a website that's local or even some of the big websites uh, would be in some of the big cities where you are at is to try to buy local. Um, many times people think, oh, I can get a better product and so forth, you know, if I go out of town. But there are a lot of great wedding professionals out there in all the different markets. Julie, if if you are on a budget, what are what are the one or two areas that you would say when planning a wedding that you would really advise against not scrimping on? Oh, that's a good question. I guess really, you know, the experience of the wedding reception when you're talking about your guests, as I told you about the couple that ran out of food, spend your money on the food um, because the experience, um, you know, for your guests, you want that to be good. Um, also, do not cut your photography or your videography because once the day is over, that is all you have that is left. Yeah. And I, I can tell you from experience when I talk to couples, you know, 20 some years later, your children are the ones who will view your pictures as well as your wedding video more than anyone else. And um, the biggest regret the brides have after the day is over the, is not having a video. I actually had a bride who wasn't a big fan of video. But her mom was um, had cancer, mm. and uh, her mom says you're going to want this. And uh, her mother died, I think, six months after the wedding was over. And uh, I stayed in touch with this bride for several years, and she did say, you know, my mom made the right decision, and she knew what I wasn't thinking. Yeah, so that's lovely, and that is true. There are people that you will look back on uh, in a video, in your wedding video, and say, oh. I haven't seen them for a long time or they're not here with us anymore. That's a lovely sentiment and it's a, a great point to make that it is something that you will cherish for many years to come, really. Mm -hmm. Yeah, a lot of times the people that attend weddings are people that you may not see very often. And so that's another reason why the video is a special is because you also see those people on on video that you don't see that often. Very true. What do you think of the uh, the trends? I hate, I, I'm a real lover, hater of trends. I said this all the time on the podcast. I feel like going, oh, we shouldn't follow trends. We should just follow our heart. But I'm going to ask the question, what are the trends for 2015, Julie? <laughs> <laughs> Purple is still the popular color, and it's funny because they, you know, they always said, okay, this year was purple. Well, purple's been popular for the last two years. Yeah. So, and I still think it's going to be, a, you know, a popular color. You know, there's new colors coming in, but um, 
I think that's been popular for three years. It's quite a neutral color, isn't it? Purple in the way you're not getting that huge pink wedding that a lot of people are, you know, you either love pink or you don't, I suppose, especially when it comes to wedding decor. So I, I suppose purple is one of those tones that, you know, you, it's, it's not too girly. It's quite, um, sassy. It just reminds me of Breaking Bad. If there are Breaking Bad fans listening, they'll get what I mean. One of the characters loved purple and her whole house and all her clothes and everything was purple. It's a good color. <laughs> Yeah, so, I mean, I think every um, part of the, whether it be the country or around the world, there's different trends, I think, almost in, you know, different markets. Yeah. And do you think, um, are you seeing with Pinterest and also Twitter especially as well, you, you're so into the Twitter zone, it, that you are seeing those trends come through social media? Is that where it's all starting now? Well, yeah, Pinterest is huge. I mean, people are getting ideas from Pinterest all the time and, um I actually think some of the wedding planners and some of the people in the industry, you know, a bride will come in maybe to a wedding planner and say, oh, I'd like this. And, and you know, the wedding planner in her mind is thinking, I've seen this for the seventh, you know, seventh time this week or something. Um, They're like, you're so- killing my creativity. <laughs> Damn you, Pinterest. <laughs> Yeah, I think well, even some of the wedding uh, cake designers, they feel that their creative uh, flow has been cut because yeah. of Pinterest. But I mean, Pinterest is wonderful. But I, I think that you know there could be some new ideas that came out if if they would listen. Yeah, you know, also to the you know wedding planners and cake designers. Pinterest, the big problems as as we mentioned several times, even on wedding market, is that. Pinterest doesn't tell you the price yes. of, of what that item is. Whether, you know, as we talked about even previously on bridal gowns, that gown might not even be available anymore. Yes, that's right, because you can sometimes click on a pin and it's six years old and it's discontinued. It's gone to the dogs. That's true. Right. Yeah. Right. There's many gowns online that you can't even get anymore. And, um, you know, it, it might be a gown that has just been released but may not be available for sale yeah. because it was at a show and it didn't get, you know, maybe a lot of uh, people to like it. I, I do. Actually, that's something I'd never realized when I love all the watching all the bridal runways, but I had no idea that sometimes those dresses are delayed by up to a year. We all pin saying, look at these amazing dresses, but then it's great if you're getting married in 2017, but not really good for the new brides. I think the whole idea of perfection, we've become a bit nutty about it. And I really love talking to people like you and to hear these ideas, these stories. You just got to get on with it and have a cracking time. That's exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> and even the people that had the power go out, I'm sure they had a good day at the end of it when everyone eventually got fed. Yeah, and the couple is still together. And, oh. and uh, I, I know her mother doesn't really remember the day in a good way, but, uh, <laughs> you know... <laughs> Do you, have you done, as a videographer, have you videoed second or third weddings? Have you had the same client, repeat clients over the years? Uh, actually, um, I did have a bride uh, that got divorced and she wanted us to film her second wedding because she just loved video. And uh, we were booked <laughs> on that date. Oh. We could do her wedding. But um, one of the things that was so funny is that she said she still watched her wedding from her first wedding because she watched um, all the guests. Oh, you know, people she didn't see in years. So I, I just thought it was funny, you know, that she <laughs> just fast forward but, through the ex-husband bits. I, you know, the yeah, moment yeah, the kisses. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what. And Julie, that's a testament to your work to go. Well, look, even though it ended in divorce, she's still rewatching the video. That's pretty cute. 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when you are meeting a videographer and you're, I always say, auditioning your vendor, what should you be asking them for in, in regards to what they're going to be filming? Well, um, I would think the best thing would be to look at several different weddings. Um, you know, if you've got an outdoor venue, then maybe you should be looking at outdoor wedding videos. If you're, if you're having an indoor, um, venue, uh, then look at wedding videos from, you know, indoors. Yeah. Uh, look at several different videos because everybody, even photographers have great work. Uh, but you want to make sure you've seen lighting situations from different situations and make sure that they can handle, you know, any of those situations. Yeah, because that's, that's very good advice because there are, you're right, you, you do look at some photographers' premium listings and go, oh my gosh, this is amazing. And then when you delve even further, not so good. It's best to look at several different items before you make a decision. <laughs> <laughs> Very good advice. Julie, I um thank you so much for spending the time with me today and uh I just wish I know we both wish all of the engaged couples that have been lucky enough to put a ring on it over the holiday period all the best in their wedding planning and they should keep listening to the wedding podcast and also logging on to Wedding Market and following all your wonderful conversations that happen every Wednesday. Julie Alba, thank you so much again for coming on. And uh, I think I said earlier she had 70,000 followers on Twitter. No, 80. Add another 10. Amazing. Three years she's built that up. And it's a really valuable resource for anyone who is looking to join the wedding community or who is getting married. There you go. If you're new to listening to the Save the Date Wedding podcast, you might have heard me banging on about show notes, and they are what they sound like. Each episode, I create a blog post that contains all the links, anything that we've spoken about that perhaps it's hard when you're listening to a podcast, you can't always get to a computer or you might be driving. So I like to provide the resources that we've chatted about so you don't have to ever miss out. And also you can just focus on what you're doing at the time without having to run to the computer. So if you visit savethedatepodcast.com, you'll find the show notes of every episode I've done so far. And if you're new to the show and you want to catch up on some past episodes, you can also click on the right sidebar. It says past episodes, pretty clear, where you can go on and listen in your browser all of the episodes that I've created so far and I add to that every week. The good thing about in-browser listening, just, just quietly, if you're sitting at your desk listening to this, you can just create, you know, you can get a tab, whether you're using Chrome or Safari or Internet Explorer, does that still exist? I don't know. You can start one of the episodes and just minimize it and have it playing in the background into your headphones or whatever, and your boss will never know. There you go. That's a secret from me to you. You don't have to download anything. Just play it and listen. If you have a question that you would like answered in a Q&A episode coming up, also please do feel free to contact me. I love your questions. And if you want to follow me, I'm on Facebook and Twitter. Just look at Save the Date PC on Twitter and also Save the Date Wedding Podcast on Facebook. I love making new friends and I also put up exclusives from me to you. Thanks so much again for listening and we've got some great episodes coming up, particularly if you are into budget wedding planning, I have the episode for you. Also fitness, wedding fitness. I'm going to get hard on your ass. We're really going to do some work, get you into that dress or tux or wetsuit, whatever you're wearing to your wedding we can help you. We is in me and my special guest, Scott Colby, coming up on the Save the Date Wedding Podcast. Looking forward to talking to you again soon. Happy days.